Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast, the first real episode of the year. It's definitely going to be a revolution for the X Button Podcast. Man, I cannot wait to figure out Discord. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be my main tackle for January, and I cannot wait to start because I, I just think of the, the future, the world where we can just hop on the pod and have whoever, anybody, and everybody hop in and just shoot the shit about video games. I think that's what is going to make this podcast so great. And I I can't I cannot wait to do that. I I don't know why it's taking me this long to kind of like work on it, but once I figure that out, which it shouldn't be that hard, I could probably figure it out tomorrow. Uh, but we'll see how it goes with my time constraints. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Tuesday. You know, today is the worst day of the week. Uh, not because of anything that happened. It's just it's a Tuesday. But hopefully you guys are sticking to your New Year's resolutions if you have any and you're dedicated, motivated, and you should be. Uh, it's a new year. Uh, I know I know it's kind of bullshit to kind of start and use the new year as the excuse to start something fresh. Um, but it on the flip side, on the positive side, even if you do fall off of something, at least you're doing it for roughly a couple weeks, a day or a month, whatever. <clears throat> the attempt is still, you know, I salute anybody attempting to change anything up or, you know, for the better. So if you guys are out there working on something, get it done. Uh, if you're trying to uh, get healthier, eat better. If you, I know this, I'm saying it the easy way, but you got to figure out how to do it the hard way. And I 100% believe you can do it. I think... As long as you are dedicated and you just kind of focus on the goal. Remember what you're doing it for. Remember why you're doing it and who you're doing it for if you're doing it for someone else. Um, But just, you know, I think New Year's resolutions are interesting. I will probably be talking about it tomorrow on an off-topic episode because I'm going to try to lean more off-topic episodes on Wednesdays. Uh, So that might be the trend for this year. I'm not sure. You know, Redline X Button Podcast. You don't even know what's going to happen now. This is a different. This is a different universe now. We're in a different timeline. This is Variant Joe. I don't even know who the last Joe was. This is a different one. This one is dedicated. This one's going to lose. You know, a lot of the bullshit that we were dealing with in 2021, whether it be technical problems or, well, I'm not even going to jinx that. Actually, going into Discord is probably going to be a lot of technical problems. A lot of you know, a little weird lag shit that happens. Um, <laughs> so we're probably going to deal with a lot of it in 2022, but still, it's a positive year. There's a lot of things to look forward to. So with that comes a lot of hype. And with that comes a lot of predictions. And with predictions, what do we, th- what do we do? What do we do? What do we, what do we, what do we predict? You know, there are a ton of games coming out this year. And I will say that there are many years where you, you see like PlayStation does really well. And then Nintendo does really well. And then you see like last year or, you know, the, yeah, 2021 where PlayStation and Xbox did really well. Uh, but Nintendo kind of took the back seat. So what's interesting about this year, uh, so weird saying this year because 2022 is still, I don't know, five months away or some shit. Um, but what is going to make this year stand out is that there are pillars. There are AAA. There are are titan juggernauts coming out this year from each brand and with that comes hype disappointment excitement some people's favorite game of all time some people's worst game of all time uh online arguments there's gonna be a lot of stuff 
And what we're doing today is we're ending all of the arguments. We are predicting now, today, on this episode, who will have the better year this year. You know, we have a lot of games coming out, a lot of AAA games, but there are some significant first-party games, and I'm here to talk about a couple from each brand and kind of shed some light on the history of the game and maybe justify whether it's going to be something to look out for. I mean, obviously, these games are all to look out for. They're, they're pillars in the industry, so I think it's... Not really if you're looking out for them, but rather if they will stack up against the other roster of games for the other brands. And yes, I'm not covering every single game under each brand. Um, like, for example, PlayStation has Sifu, Horizon, God of War. It has, a, it has a couple different things. Xbox has Redfall, Starfield, other stuff. And Nintendo's got a bunch. So, like, I'm not covering it all. I'm just covering two games from each one. And just talking about it. That's all we're doing. Uh, and we'll get into that in a second. What have I been playing? Let's get right into the nitty gritty. You know how these episodes start. What has Joe been up to? And not last year's Joe. This is the current year Joe. This is the variant Joe. This is that timeline where you didn't pick up your laundry from the cleaners at the right time. This is that timeline where you dropped a quarter on the street and you said, eh, I'm not going to pick it up today. This is the timeline. This is that one. This is, this is the timeline where you decided not to shower today. Why did you do it? We're in a different timeline now. This is Redline Xbox. And yes, we still stumble over our words. Don't judge me. I said I'm a variant of the last Joe. I'm not better, okay? I'm not the one that can say things right. I'm still the one that can say things stupidly, but try my best to sound elegant because... Just like the last variant, you know I'm cultured. You know I play games. You know I'm all in this stuff. So going into with that mindset, take anything I say today with a grain of salt. Because who knows? I might be way off. This is just my prediction. Uh, yes, I have biases, I'm sure. I'm sure I have some biases that I haven't addressed. I really love PlayStation. But we're talking about Xbox and, play and uh, Nintendo today. Uh, so it might be a PlayStation thing. I don't even know at this point, but I kind of need to flesh it out myself. So let's get right into it with, like I said, like I, I went on a tangent. What have I been playing lately? I've been playing, and don't hate me for this, because I, you know, I say it before, I'm cultured. I really love video games. I play all the video games. If, if I don't have it, if I can't afford a game, I go scrounge up, scrounge up, break into my friend's house. Let me play that. Let me play that. You didn't just play that. Um, but, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not not cultured, okay? I play all the things in the world. I play Call of Duty. I play Mario. Zelda. Uh, fucking Mario. Uh, sometimes I even, if I'm feeling lucky, if I'm feeling a little weird, I play Zelda. And then if I'm, if I'm wanting to get wild... I play Mario, but I also play Zelda. Um, but you know, like you get my gist. I play a lot of shit, and it cultures me. I, I know what to look out for in certain games. There are things that I played that have been terrible, and there are some other ones that have been amazing. Um, for example, Gree. I always talk about that one, or the last variant did. And then Life is Strange: True Colors. I haven't even started that, but I know I'm going to love it. And then the first Life is Strange is awesome too. Let's get it right into that. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously, is amazing. 
I don't know where I'm going with this, but basically what I'm trying to say is I'm back on Avengers and I hate it. I don't know why I got back on it, but I hate it. Uh, I hate the idea of me getting back on it because I'm loving what I'm playing and I hate it. Uh, so if you don't know, Avengers is a multiplayer game where you get to team up with other friends and you all get to be the Avengers and you get to level up your Avengers. And before it was basically set to where you can only have one of each character, you know, if there was a Captain America in your party, you couldn't pick Captain America, even though he's your only level 150 in your fucking roster. So what do they do to circumvent that? They let you now choose any hero you want. Um, they have three DLC expansion packs that are free that I started playing. Um, new new uh, little modes, new little games, and uh, a lot of costumes, obviously. They got a bank on that DLC, and that DLC is thumping in that game. Uh, not in a good way, but not really in a bad way. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's definitely like massively in that game. Um, a pillar of that game. You get a lot of notifications of, oh, hey, there's a there's a new Hawkeye thing in the in the store. Hey, if you like uh, if you like Iron Man, there's the in game suit. Like I think last time I played, it said Thor's in game suit was there, uh, but he wasn't fat, so that's interesting. Hmm, thought he was fat in that movie. Hmm, interesting. So, uh, all the bullshit aside, let's just get right into it. I absolutely am enjoying the time I'm having with it. I started playing the first DLC, which, or no, sorry, the second DLC, uh, the second expansion, rather. I guess it's not downloadable content if it's in the game, but, uh, what was added to the game? So I guess it would be considered, anyway, anyway, I was playing Future Imperfect, where it is Hawkeye's story and he's basically in the future old man hawkeye they literally literally call him that from the comics if you remember um he even makes a nod at one point where he's like uh he's like i can hear you i'm or no he's like i can see that i'm not blind yet hmm wink wink rattle rattle because if you're familiar with the comics he does go blind um anyways that one's cool because the final boss is maestro uh i don't think it's a spoiler because it's on the cover of the dlc so uh, but it is pretty fun and I actually need to finish up Kate Bishop's and the other one which was oh who was it uh, Black Panther there we go that's a Black Panther one obviously the Black Panther one is pretty cool because you're in Wakanda and uh yeah it's just a blast uh Black Panther plays really well too so uh yeah they've added a ton of stuff man I can still use my level 150 if I want uh, I can kind of run through missions with that if I need and kind of knock out the harder hive missions if I need. Anyways, I'm playing that game. Also, I started back into Guardians because I stopped at a point where I only have a couple more missions left. And I just stopped because I was like, I did the review. I've, or past Joe did the review. And I've, I've just been like milking it. You know, I'm, I'm loving the game, but I'm just like, this is starting to get a little too long. And I hate that about it, but I also love that about it because it's a great story. It's great. I absolutely love it. But it's just, it's stretching itself a little too thin in the latter half, in the third act. And I kind of want it to wrap it up. Wrap it up. And that might also be the anxiety I'm having from all these games. Hmm. I don't know. First world problems? Hmm. Might be me. Um, so, what else have I been playing? Shin Megami Tensei. I even slowed down on that because uh, I found a little game called Cuphead. And not, let me tell you what. <laughs> The pain feels good. The pain feels good. I love Cuphead. I could play that all day for some reason. I don't know why, 
maybe it's because I, I die by a boss. I'm like, that's bullshit. I know I can dodge that bullet next time. So then you run into it again and again and again uh, until you beat it. Um, like, I think the other day I spent all day, not all day, but obviously like a, a single play session trying to beat one boss. And it wasn't even a hard boss. It was just like I'm, I was making dumb mistakes. And then I eventually got it and I felt satisfied. Satisfied? I need to rewatch that. Uh, Hamilton, if you don't know. And what comes with that is the uh, the dopamine. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting that dopamine kick of how rewarding it is for beating these bosses. And that's the same thing that happens in Dark Souls. That's why I love it. Uh, but just know that Cuphead is being played. Uh, what have I been reading? I know that there's not a huge... Well, there might be some huge readers here. I'm not sure. I, I read comics and manga. So I've been kind of touching on them as I go. Uh, I won't get too deep into it because I know a lot of people don't come here for manga or comics because they are gamers and I'm a gamer, so that's fine. Um, but let me talk about the things I've been reading because I've been getting really, really deep into manga. I've been reading Glimp, Glimpner, Glimp, Glimpner, Glimp, Glimp, Glimper, Glimplerner, Glimper, G-L-E-I-N-P, uh, wait, no, G-L-E-I-P, Glipner, N-I-R. So G-L-E-I-P-N-I-R. Uh, I'm on issue five. I just finished it today. Absolutely love that series. It's very raunchy. A lot of nudity. Uh, at times I feel like I'm reading like a, a hentai book or some shit. But it is, it actually has a story. It's not just about porn or anything. It's literally like uh, there's a story going on and girls get naked in it. And if that's a selling point for you, that's fine. But uh, at this point, I'm literally like, I'm, I cannot wait. Like every book ends on a cliffhanger and it drives me crazy. Uh, so I cannot wait for more. Uh, it's, it's out on shelves. I can go get more, but it's, it's expensive, man. This hobby is expensive as shit. Each manga is like 10 to $12. Uh, Glint, Glimpner is 12 or Glipner. I don't know why I keep saying it like that is $12. So each one, you know, it adds up pretty fast. And then you have uh, Chainsaw Man, which is getting a Netflix show. I absolutely love that story. Cannot wait. Con, 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 con. Can't wait for that shit. And uh, it's going to make a, an amazing show once we get there. Then I have been I've been reading uh, Berserk Deluxe 8. Finished that over the winter break. And now I have nine from Christmas that my brother got me. And I'll be starting that soon because I don't think I can keep going to Books a Million every day, getting more Glimpner when I need to finish my collection now. And that's part of my, what I'm talking about tomorrow, New Year's resolutions, clearing out my backlog. It's it's a necessity. Not because not because it's like, oh, uh, you don't have to go back to games. Or you don't have to finish this and that. I'm like, well, I spent money on it. I should probably do it. Like I collect things and buy things that I'm, I haven't even finished yet. So my goal is to clear it out and uh, not by selling or anything, but just finishing. I'd like to actually get my money's worth for what I'm doing. And that's the plan, Stan. So I have a lot of books. I have omnibuses, Marvel omnibuses. I have uh, image comics, a bunch of like uh, graphic novels I got to read. And then mangas, I got to finish and catch up to Berserk, which, you know, there's new ones of these coming out like every day. I think today, by the time I get home, Berserk, or not Berserk, uh, Dragon Ball Super 15 is going to be out, the newest uh, manga book. So, hey, 
it's a spoiler of a spoiler of riches in terms of things to read, and I am totally fine with it. I absolutely love it. But also, I kind of need to finish all this stuff. Anyways, um, that's what I've been reading. What have I been watching? I watched The Matrix. Don't watch it. I've been watching um, Glipner, the anime, a little bit. It's a little different, a little PG for the the show, but um, and other than that, just YouTube, just a bunch of nerdy stuff, gym and collectibles, near mint collectibles, um, kind of funny a little bit, fucking min max, bunch of podcasts, Phoenix Kids, Time J podcasts, um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. That's just that's the entertainment I've been consuming. And I don't know if I'm going to cover that every day of like what I've been playing and doing because I get it. I get it gets kind of repetitive, where I'm like, yeah, I've been reading the same book for three days. Here it is again. Or if I uh, been playing a game, you might hear about it for a couple of days. So uh, we'll see. I'm, I might do a case by case basis on like what I actually want to talk about in the intro. Then we can get right into the topic since we have been waiting this long. So we have a big year ahead of us, and with that comes a lot of games. As I said before many times. Um, and I'm here to talk about a couple games. I don't have a lot of notes in front of me, so I kind of just want to touch on them and give just like brief excerpts about each one. Starting off with something new, which is Redfall. Uh, probably something that Xbox has the most potential for in terms of it being... If, if this is a successful franchise that comes out, um, which I don't doubt that it would be or wouldn't be because uh, Redfall is made by Arcane, which is the people who made uh, Deathloop and dishonored so if you are interested in those you should like this new game right and it looks like there might be some co-op elements there and there's like some type of uh it looks kind of like a left for dead e type game as well in a way so there might be some horde stuff going on but it looks very interesting it looks like you might have some powers and uh, i can't wait to see what they do with that game and i think that gives xbox a big point for this year and also a new thing that xbox is doing is starfield uh, we can go to that just right away. Starfield being a, a entity we don't know a lot about yet. We've heard a lot of quotes. We've seen a lot of, of, of hidden messages by uh, websites and developers and stuff and random commenters. But we don't fully know or have seen or can comprehend what that game will be. It might come out and be a... You're just in a space. You're in space on a random planet, and you're just playing Skyrim again. Or it could be uh, space on a random planet where you can actually travel to another planet with a whole another map. But uh, it all depends on how the scope is going for this game. If you think that they are also making the new Elder Scrolls as well, which apparently is going to be ginormous, there might be uh, like double the size of Skyrim or triple, quadruple, whatever at this point. Because I'm not sure how old that game is. Like 13 years. Uh, um, it has a lot of potential. Um, and th- this is just outside of like, obviously game pass, uh, what game pass is doing. All these new games are going to be on game pass. And then you have the potential, uh, room for any new game pass player to kind of hop in, you know what I'm saying? And because with all these new games, you get the value of game pass going up. Um, and I don't think it's a prediction. I don't really want to talk a prediction right now, but I, I feel like, one thing that might be a plus and a negative for Xbox this year would be some type of Game Pass enhancement. Obviously, it's getting a lot of games. Um, will they buy a new studio? That's another question. Um, 
well, let me go back to the Game Pass. I'll, I'll, I'll stay there for a second. So Game Pass, obviously, is a great value. If you haven't signed up for it, then what are you doing? Uh, it's on PC and Xbox. It's got a ton of games on it, and you can play AAA first-party games from straight from Microsoft as well. So it's awesome that they provide this service. But I think in 2022, what will they do when a competitor comes up? Wink, wink, rattle, rattle. That might actually be good or like valuable or on a console that is more dominant right now uh, from a franchise that is more dominant right now, which is PlayStation. Um, That is something that I feel like Xbox is going to have a tough time with, but also if they enhance it in some way, which I don't really know how you add the value to Game Pass because the value is so great already. Um, From the rumors of the PlayStation Game Pass competitor, they seem to sound like it's going to also have... A mix of both of like Xbox and Nintendo where Nintendo adds the ability to play older games and it adds the older libraries where uh, Xbox gives you all the newer games. Any new game that comes out is will be on there and older games too, but mainly newer games. Uh, from the sounds of what PlayStation is working on is a in-between where you will be able to get PlayStation 1, 2, and I guess 3, probably not 3 because the infrastructure is different, but... Uh, you know, assumably one and two at least uh, libraries of PlayStation one and two, and that has a lot of potential. It, it does have a lot of potential, and like I said, PlayStation. I think that's the main thing it's missing right now is the fact that it doesn't have a Game Pass competitor. With Xbox being their direct competition, I think adding a Game Pass obviously would only skyrocket their brand. And the fact that there's not one right now. Uh, it's kind of crazy, especially after seeing for the past couple of years how lucrative Game Pass is, how much money it actually makes Microsoft. Uh, they even said that people who play Game Pass tend to buy games more, which is actually uh, more mind-blowing than ever. Um, so Xbox is going to have a a weird year. It's going to have an experimental year because they are releasing games that are new, new experiences straight from their newly bought companies, uh, developers, that will be really putting Xbox up to the task of actually becoming more viable in the current state of gaming. Um, so Redfall and Starfield are are going to be amazing in their own way, hopefully. And hopefully we will see them come out and outshine the competition, which is tough because the competition are well-established franchises like Horizon Zero Dawn, which is getting a sequel called Horizon Forbidden West. And that is one strong pillar of PlayStation that is actually going to be, from what they've shown, pretty amazing looking. It comes out next month, which is weird to say. Uh, Sounds illegal for me to say that. But it's coming out next month, which is very, very soon. It's rumored that the other big pillar of PlayStation is coming out later this year. For God of God of War, obviously, I don't think they would release it this close to Horizon, anyways. But uh, getting God of War in the fall, where you're probably going to have some snowy areas because it's North mythology, and it's going to be nice and snowy next year, probably wherever you live. I don't know, um, but next winter or fall, rather, it could be fall too. Would be very interesting to see because obviously these two games they have are established franchise, which is an advantage, I would say, for PlayStation if Xbox comes out with mediocre content, which I highly doubt. I think uh, Starfield is going to be the talk of the town next December 
and Redfall is probably going to be um, has potential to be very, very big. But I think the ambition that they're showing for that game might be, I don't want to say too ambitious, but something more ambitious than what their scope of work has typically looked like. So um, with PlayStation having established franchises, it's basically solidifying sales, solidifying people coming back, even just to taste the story and play the game. Um, and at least on Horizon's front, you are getting a lot of an evolution of what the older game was. Uh, they've shown it deliberately where God of War is a continuation pretty much of the previous game. Uh, and it's probably going to follow a lot closer to what God of War 1 was playing like. And that's simply because Horizon is, you know, I mean, that came out, what, like 2017? So they are dealing with a lot bigger time to actually produce this game. And God of War came out 2018, 2019, yeah, it's 2018, but still, you know, God of War has, I feel like it doesn't need to do a ton of stuff to impress people. It's such a great game and was a landmark uh, revival of a series in the history of gaming. Like it was the biggest, one of the biggest revivals of any character in the history of games. Um, made him instantly a lovable, uh, interesting character with a ton of depth. Before, he had his own issues, but he was mainly just, I'm going to kill everything I see. Which was unrelatable, obviously. Uh, unless you're a psychopath. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, but one thing that they have for them this year is the potential of a PlayStation Game Pass. And with that, you get a ton more value on a system that has a lot of significant AAA games, first party, being released. Um, being released to the landscape of... These, you know, a sea of other AAA <laughs> uh, games. But I think what PlayStation has as a solid foundation is they have single player experiences that are AAA, uh, typically third person action games. And if they expand from that over the next year, if they, uh, if obviously, if they do Game Pass and you can play God of War and Horizon Day One, uh, which I doubt it, it would be before Horizon, um, but maybe it launches with God of War Ragnarok on there then holy shit, would the value just like skyrocket to no other? And I don't think that anybody would scoff at an idea of a Game Pass for PlayStation. So they have a lot of potential on PlayStation's end. And then on Nintendo's end, you have Zelda. Breath of the Wild is one of the best-selling games, and I think even on IGN recently, they gave it the best game of all time in the history of games, which I do not agree with. But uh, obviously Zelda is special for its own reasons. I don't believe, personally, in my personal opinion, that I don't... I don't think Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda game. I am personally partial to the N64 ones. I like uh, Link Between Worlds. I think that is a masterpiece in terms of game design as a whole. Um, but I just cannot grasp the idea of walking around this empty, desolate area that is whatever the fuck, Hyrule of Breath of the Wild. I made it like 20 hours in on my Switch and I was just like, eh, but I might hop back into it and that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to push people away before we we grow the audience this year. Um, but basically, Breath of the Wild 2 has a lot of potential because a lot of people are looking out for it. Obviously, uh, that is another one that I don't think it has to do a ton to impress people. I think a lot of people were mind blown by Zelda Breath of the Wild 1. 
the fact that it launched with a an amazing system and really showed off the abilities of the Switch day one. Uh, it really says a lot about what people's experience was and is with the Switch as a whole. Typically, the first things you kind of play on that system sometimes can define define what you actually think of that system in a way. Uh, obviously, when I first like got the PlayStation Three, there was like Motor Storm and shit, and you know you get look at uh, PlayStation Five, they had Demon Souls and all these amazing experiences. Like, there's a lot of different aspects to Zelda more so than just your typical Zelda I think that's why it's fond memories it has such fond memories with people and obviously a lot of people dug it I mean I'm I am an outlier obviously I I I said all this to say that I recognize that a lot of people love it I'm I'm one of the one of the minority people who didn't really care for it so that is a juggernaut and then you also have something like Bayonetta and Splatoon which I think I don't think Splatoon is going to be the biggest landmark game out there. I think what it's doing is just adding on to Splatoon 2, which kind of Splatoon did. Splatoon 2 did with Splatoon 1, um, or 2, Splatoon 1, uh, which basically is the idea of it coming out and just not needing to go too crazy. I think what people want is a coherent single player to just add more value I think the competitive scene is already there, and I think what you can add to that is just maybe more weapons, which you are already doing in the past. So, like, I don't see a lot of scenarios here where this game could come out and be disappointing unless it's just a carbon copy of two, which is possible. It's easy to kind of just re-release that and add a couple fine-tuning. But if it is coming out with a full-fledged single-player experience, more so than the first one, which is more of like a mission-run type thing, I think this is going to be a big, big game for the Switch. And what is something else to be hyped about for the Switch or Nintendo as a whole is a Switch Pro? Would a Switch Pro ever come out? Would a new dock happen? Would they get their own Game Pass? Because obviously they have the um, Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, which recently added N64 to their uh, library of Switch games for digital access, I think... Would they expand on that with Game Boy this year? That's a big, big potential. And I think that in the long run, I don't think they will do that anytime soon. And even the new Switch might not happen this year. But if it did, uh, it would be very interesting. And as a whole, I don't think hardware for any of these consoles would be that feasible with such such uh, high volume of of uh, limitations when it comes to like finding pieces, the chip shortage and all this. I think all that's going to hold it back. And COVID is still a thing. So uh, with all their predictions of this console shortage for the PS5 and the Series X kind of going into late 2023, I believe it. I think it's definitely going to happen. I think they're all going to suffer for it. Uh, I think Nintendo is working on a Switch Pro, but it it's only going to be decided when it comes out by how far of a delay this is. And also, with the Switch OLED release, yes, it's not a... a drastic performance uh boost but it is a visual boost that actually is very beneficial um very amazing it makes tabletop mode bearable and it actually improves a lot of different aspects too and just the build of it also feels a lot more premium and high quality a little heavier too so it feels like a more solid product i think the switch oled improved a lot of different things maybe not worth the price point but i do think it did uh give a nice little refresh for now but I think that a lot of people are still waiting for the ever-looming Switch Pro. Um, who's to say it'll come this year or next year? I'm not sure. So if you want my easy answer 
of who's going to have the better year this year because that's kind of what I wanted to predict. I think the players are going to have a better year. Everybody's going to love all these things. I mean, if there's if there's something that doesn't come out this year that you are not interested in, I would be surprised. Uh, there are – I think IGN had a post recently talking about 48 games that are coming out just next year – or this year, sorry. Still getting used to it. Um and yeah, like these are just first party games. There are a ton of third party coming out this year, like Hogwarts. Um, who's to say what that's going to play best on? And I think that'll also justify what kind of console does better this year. Um, but I think in terms of, I think, I honestly don't know if any of these systems or these companies rather, I don't think a single company will really outperform any of the other companies drastically. I think PlayStation always has their first party single player and Xbox will always have their, their potential new, um, new games and obviously game pass. Um, but what can they do to push game pass further? What can they do to push the console further? Which I don't really know. Maybe a portable console. I I really don't know. I I know they're like kind of teaming up with steam deck to provide a portable game pass solution for steam deck somehow. Uh, but that still doesn't answer like what is Xbox doing, and I think if they stick to their guns and just release these games and that's it, it's fine. That's all they really need to do. Um, but I, it would be interesting to see that in a world where Breath of the Wild and God of War are coming out. So uh, all this being said, though, uh, I think the Switch, the new Switch, is not that likely. I think Zelda is the biggest pillar, and everything else under Nintendo might be. A little less hype I guess in terms of people uh, getting excited for it and then PlayStation has a solid list but as we saw last year it also had a solid list with Returnal and Ratchet and Clank I think 2022 for PlayStation uh, this sounds bad but I think it's what they need to do is just sticking to the game plan and pumping out more amazing experiences and if God of War comes out this year with no delay and if Horizon comes out with no delay and actually just hits the release dates. Um, I think even if just those two games come out, it would be a massive success. Will a game pass come out this year though? Uh, I think that potential could give them the, the best year. Um, but I think I am overall gonna predict that Xbox has a better year. I just think there's more potential there for their new experiences. Uh, I could be way wrong. That's another aspect of this. These are new experiences. So look, going into this year, we don't know what Redfall is going to be. We don't know what Starfield is going to be uh, when we get down and actually play the game. So, and like I said, outside of their Game Pass, I'm not sure what they can really do to improve it with, outside of adding more games to it. So I think they have a lot of potential. Uh, we saw a glimpse into them actually killing it last year with Horizon and Halo. Uh, and I would hope that Halo only improves this year and obviously uh, Horizon becomes more, uh, you know, you get some expansion packs this year at some point, probably. Uh, they have they have a lot of stuff going on. And as much as I want to say PlayStation is going to be the outstanding bestseller this year, which they definitely most likely will, uh, for the record, <laughs> um, I think that, you know, Zelda on Nintendo is obviously going to be a massive, massive event. But I think Xbox has a lot of potential for 
uh, a lot of growth this year and solidifying their spot as a strong competitor to PlayStation and maybe even pushing PlayStation to release their Game Pass competitor this year. Uh, it would be interesting. Obviously, they can't just like pop it out like that, but uh, maybe their development on that is a lot sooner than later because Game Pass is not new. It's been out for a while. Uh, it's just starting to get some success because all the games are coming out on Xbox and I cannot wait to see what this year holds. Uh, I really hope all three companies kind of do their thing and just give us a lot of great experiences and give me a lot of content to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you guys being here on this beautiful Tuesday. I will be back tomorrow with more content, possibly an off-topic episode. I'm not 100% sure yet, but look out for that, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much. Bye, guys.